Wow, we're so high up, bro. Are you excited for the view? Um, is it too late to tell you I'm afraid of heights? Wait, what? Welcome back to Everything Engineering, where we talk about hardware, software, everywhere. I'm Gerard Bungish, and I'm here with Muhammad Ali. Hey guys! In this episode, we're going to be talking about skyscrapers. Skyscrapers are some of the tallest buildings in the world, standing out in even the most packed cities. They're a symbol of the modern world, beautifully tall structures that remind us of how we can truly reach for the stars. They make cities look great, sure, but they actually serve a deeper purpose. Today, we're going to talk about the history that led up to the rise of skyscrapers, the state of the tallest buildings in the world today, and what we can see in the skylines of the future. By definition, a skyscraper is a high-rise building that has over 40 floors and is at least 500 feet tall. They can host commercial offices, residential spaces, hotels, and even shopping malls. But before we get into the neck-breaking heights of the tallest buildings in the world today, let's take a step back. Let's talk about what makes a skyscraper so special, which is the height and the habitability. In the past, over 2000 years ago, people lived in houses made of clay, mud, and wood. These were small and temporary, but held their purpose, giving shelter to its inhabitants. At the same time, the Great Pyramids of Egypt took lots of planning and labor and was built by stacking massive stone blocks. These huge structures stood tall at max of 479 feet, but at the expense of not having much interior space. Taking a step forward, in the 7th century, the record for the tallest man-made building in the world was broken when the Wanyang Temple in South Korea was erected. Like many buildings at the time, it was built entirely with wood, standing 9 stories tall. However, this changed completely with the Industrial Revolution in the 1700s and 1800s, which changed the world in many ways, especially with the advancements of buildings and architecture. Improvements in material and engineering design transformed rural, scattered villages into densely packed cities. This was done by building upwards instead of sideways. Cities like Chicago were no longer limited by surrounding lakes and seas, as they could just build taller buildings to fit businesses and housing. Over time, due to advancing technology, 4-6 to six story tall buildings turned into 10-15 to 15 story tall buildings. Better buildings now weren't just more attractive buildings, but more efficiently spaced, affordable, and structurally stable. This was due to the use of pre-built materials such as wood planks, metal beams, and concrete blocks that only had to be assembled on site. In fact, there were three inventions that completely revolutionized the way we see buildings today. The first one was Portland cement, which was a type of fire-resistant cement that was used to construct buildings along with iron lattice iron, which was a very strong metal compound, and in fact, it was so strong that it was used completely to construct the Eiffel Tower in the 1800s. On top of this, steel was produced at a much higher rate, allowing for the use of this lightweight but strong material. Before these three inventions, buildings had weak structures that made it impossible to build tall buildings as the buildings would just collapse on themselves because of the sheer weight. 
the Industrial Revolution made way for the birth of many different types of architectural styles that replaced the old styles with the use of Portland cement and iron lattice iron. Some of these styles you may have even heard of, such as neoclassical, gothic, and Victorian architecture. These styles used a lot more glass than older styles because stronger buildings allowed for the use of glass without making the buildings too weak. Glass was actually a big step in the right direction and being able to use glass let people in those skyscrapers look outside and enjoy the view and just allow for better looking buildings from the outside too. Nowadays stronger glass is being manufactured allowing us to use reinforced glass as a strengthening feature rather than a luxury feature. Because of the growing use of these new materials, we saw the birth of the first true skyscrapers, starting with Chicago's home insurance building in 1885, which was only 10 stories tall, but it made way for the birth of many, many different buildings. During the 20th century, the desire for skyscrapers skyrocketed in big cities. They were power symbols, and the major cities in the US started battling for the ownership of the titles of the tallest buildings in the world. The one to attain this height, however, was New York, with the Empire State Building made in 1932 at over 1,200 feet and 102 stories tall. Then New York went ahead and beat their own record in 1973 with the World Trade Center at almost 1,400 feet and 92 floors. This competition to build the tallest tower in the world has continued to this date. In 2008, the Burj Khalifa was completed in Dubai and at 2,700 feet with 163 floors, it's been the tallest skyscraper in the world for almost 10 years. Now we can't talk about skyscrapers without talking about the tallest one in the world. The Burj Khalifa in Dubai is almost 700 feet taller than the second tallest building in the world, which is the Shanghai Tower. It's almost three times as tall as the Eiffel Tower and nearly twice as tall as the Empire State Building. It cost over $1.5 billion in six years to build it. It took more than 100,000 tons of concrete, 50,000 tons of steel, and 22 million man-hours to complete the Burj Khalifa. At its peak, 12,000 workers worked on the building per day. To put things into perspective, the weight of the concrete in the building is equivalent to 100,000 elephants. The foundation consists of 200 concrete piles, which are buried 50 meters beneath the surface. 30,000 metric tons of steel were used to reinforce the concrete. As skyscrapers grew taller and taller, engineers were faced with a new enemy, wind. Today's tallest skyscrapers, which are at least 1,500 feet tall, must be 50 times stronger against wind than the typical 200-foot buildings of the 1940s. To resist wind, Engineers cluster steel columns and beams through the middle or the core of the skyscrapers, creating a stiff backbone that can resist tremendous wind forces. The inner core is often used as an elevator shaft, and the design allows for open space on each floor. Some buildings even integrate these steel beams near the outside, kind of like a tube. Other skyscrapers use different methods depending on the local climate, such as cities in East Asia where earthquakes are more common, so skyscrapers incorporate dampers, which are extremely heavy weights, that move against the sway of the building to counteract the movement of the building. On the topic of stability and safety, we have to discuss the foundation of a skyscraper. During construction, an architectural engineering team will dig until they hit bedrock. Here, they can lay down the cement and steel structures that will support the building. 
Skyscrapers use the same format, but with a lot more stability in mind, considering how much larger the height to width ratio is. Just like with wind, precautions in skyscrapers have to be taken even more seriously the higher up you go. On the inside, increased gravity due to elevation causes higher fluid pressure, which make gas and air leaks even more devastating. Electrical issues are also far more difficult to repair, as spare power may not be readily available at all times when you're thousands of feet above the closest generator. Water, oxygen, power, and pressure levels are closely monitored, and even small changes in those levels is a reason to set off alarms and take quick action. Only the best technology is used to attain optimal safety, efficiency, and effectiveness. At the moment, the Burj Khalifa is the tallest skyscraper in the world, but by 2020, that might not be the case anymore. Currently in construction is the Jeddah Tower in Saudi Arabia. The Jeddah Tower is set to hit 3,200 feet. It will have over 200 floors filled with restaurants, hotel rooms, apartments, a shopping mall, and so much more. It's set to cost over $2.2 billion, and the tower itself may essentially serve as a mini city. The area around the Jeddah Tower itself is set to cost $20 billion and will stretch out over two square miles. But even after the Burj Khalifa, and even after the Jeddah Tower, what's next for skyscrapers? One way of thinking about that is thinking greener. Can we have skyscrapers providing more greenery on Earth? Can tall buildings include balconies with greenery like garden roofs? Can we have a space where when it rains, we can collect it and have water filters installed on top of the roof so we can use it for the building? Incorporating solar panels along the outside to generate useful energy? Think about it. And even thinking crazier, how fast can our elevators be? Currently, the fastest elevator has a speed of 46 miles per hour. Can we beat that record? And let's think more personally. We can have skyscrapers that act purely residentially to avoid using up more space as populations in cities grow. And even more than that, we can use these advancements in skyscrapers to build affordable high-rise homes to fit people in these crowded cities without having skyscraper-level buildings. Ultimately, skyscrapers are more than just an invention. They're more than just buildings, but a statement that we as humans can do anything we set out to do. More often than not, you'll be driving past buildings such as the Empire State Building, or the Burj Khalifa, or even the Jeddah Tower with little to no thought, showing us that we can make even the most extraordinary inventions seem like everyday occurrences. As always, we hope you learned something today. You can catch us on Spotify and iTunes at Everything Engineering. You can also catch us on Twitter, Everything E-N-G-R, or even on Instagram, Everything underscore Engineering. And we hope you catch us next time. Peace.